0: Welcome to Games for After Dark, episode 95. I am your host, Tamar Hussein, joined by Lucy James. Hello. And Michael Haim. your And Jean-Luc Psyche. Jean-Luc Psyche? He's not here. It's a three-person <laughs> podcast. Wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Is he dialing in? <laughs> no, me, I know he's helping with the sonic stream. Me and
0: Me and Haim are like of one mind. That was like the alley. That was
1: unbelievable. Yeah,
0: hit me with the oop and oh, yeah. that was a layup, bro. Damn. <laughs> yeah, so uh, there are. We are recording this at a time where there is an absurd amount of. Um, Things happening. I saw blessing at Yoye Jr. the uh, new face of video games. Uh, the I don't future know who that class. Is. He posted. Uh, he posted a, a a TikTok of the. You've probably seen this of the person slicing the pizza, and then like, oh, sharing the pizza. Yeah, I'll have a slice. And the person's cutting it, and then yeah. it keeps cutting <laughs> until then. And he's like, that's enough slices. And his <laughs> the caption was the video game industry today, highlighting the fact yep. that there is far too much going on. Um, so Jean-Luc is as we crowned him last week the maestro of our streams a lot of times so Mm -hmm. he's out doing maestro stuff that's facts Um, Mm -hmm. yeah and we are recording this prior to any of this stuff happening so sadly you will not hear anything about Sonic you will not hear anything about Horizon you will not hear anything about the other million streams that are happening. Instead, what you'll hear about is Disco Elysium, Lucy, what you've been doing, what you've been playing.
1: Wow, yeah. I mean, I uh, replayed Disco Elysium uh, over last weekend, a little bit before, because I was on a spoiler cast with, um, uh, kind of funny. So I was on an episode of PS I Love You XOXO. And if you want to go check that out, please do. I think it's going live on Tuesday. that was a lot of fun kind of revisiting that game in a time of malaise in a time of languishing disco elysium hits different hits different mm. still fantastic fantastic game and i was playing it on playstation and i know when we it first came out on playstation we talked about it and it was a bit like uh crashing all the time and wasn't really doing so hot. uh played it now patched totally fine totally great so brief aside there about disco but mainly this week um i've put a lot of time into mass effect 2. what's that never heard of it before
0: <laughs> brand new indie game from brand new
1: indie upstart game upstart
0: studio bioware uh
1: yeah so i finished um mass effect 1 sort of last friday the, the good thing about working weird hours is that before i log on for the day i've got a couple hours of gaming that i can do
0: (laughs) so i'm so impressed that you do this
1: i'm so impressed trying to rationale rationalize to myself why it's good that i'm working weird hours um because obviously tam and i are back in the uk Uh, somehow i I (laughs) played
0: two hours of mass effect one in the times i've had it whereas i'm just terrible at managing my time compared to you
1: Yeah but you did like a week full of streams until 4am every day so I would you know I just played Mass Effect 1 and Disco and then yeah Mass Effect 2 I'm about seven hours in. I just forgot how unbelievably good that game is like it is such a step up. I love Mass Effect 1. Mass Effect 1 has such a special place in my heart. Michael has shaken his head now he's nodding
2: I will not No uh,
1: shaking it again. <laughs> Mass
2: Effect 1 slander. I will not tolerate it. Mass but that's Effect 1 is, is the best in the series.
1: <laughs> yeah. I love Mass Effect 1. I think my favorite story is the Mass Effect 1 story. Okay. But I think my favorite character moments are in Mass Effect 2. Okay, yeah. Like and so but also just the the jump in different animations, how much more cinematic it feels is the mm, Am I going to go on record and say this? The music is better in Mass Effect 2. Jacob's theme slaps. Like, Jacob's theme is genuinely the best song on the entire soundtrack. Shout um, Combat feels uh, tighter, way more action-y. But I do I do miss the RPG side. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Um, but, yeah, I'm just having a lovely time. And, like, Jordan, Jordan finalized his review. That's up on uh, site and YouTube now if you want to go uh, read it and watch it. And you should because he plowed through those games uh, and delivered a great review and i think one of the things that he really na- like nail on the head was the introduction of dlc because i'm playing through 2 now and obviously it's like it makes sense that zaid and kasumi are available from the very beginning because i mean they were mass effect 2 was supposed to ship with like all of those squad mates i think 12 um, and they ended up getting cut for dlc because of time and so introducing them at the beginning of the game makes a lot of sense. That's fine. Putting Arrival uh, just after you go to Horizon is weird. Because Arrival, the DLC, is like, oh, by the way, this um, the Reapers are coming. You have to go deal with this right now.
3: Uh-huh, and it's yeah. like,
1: oh, okay, cool. Well, can can I do the whole collector thing first? Can I maybe just get that done? But it's like the way that it introduces it. And also some of it is just like lacking in context a bit, like... Because obviously you meet Liara throughout the course of Mass Effect 2. Anyway, she's on Ilium. You go talk to her. She's an information broker. But then they immediately put Lair of the Shadow Broker in. So I just landed on Ilium and I'm going to go to get Thane and Samara. And I'm kind of in my head like, don't accidentally activate the Lair of the Shadow Broker stuff Mm. too. So I mean, like, on top of that though, it's still an unbelievably good game. And I'm just very happy to be playing it again that's what's me? up
2: yeah and we're gonna be talking about mass effect 2 in great yeah, detail uh
1: yeah michael and i are gonna be on normandy fm uh i'm not sure when the episode's going out but we're recording it this weekend um so yeah please be excited for that one yeah
2: the homies uh kenneth Shepard and mm-hmm. Eric Van Allen. I got that I'm getting mixed up between Alex Van Aken. Uh two oh. two two great boys of the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got I got make sure I got them sorted out. And also Elise from uh FanByte,
1: mm-hmm. formerly
2: of Washington Post, formerly of Game Informer. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a all-star crew, you know what I'm saying? Talking about Mass Effect 2. Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: So Lucy's been playing disco and Mass Effect 2. Um, hiam. Hit us with what you've been going. Oh. <laughs> I think that you've, you've been going through. <laughs> this is uh, where I'm at. My brain is just like, what? <laughs> Tell us what you've been inflicted with to this week.
2: Uh I have been inflicted with uh, emotional trauma and um, childhood trauma and daddy issues. Not, not, well, I mean that's perpetual. But um, as in, in terms of video games or <laughs> entertainment, <Okay>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, are you okay?
1: I was like, "Where is this going? Are we going down there?"
2: <laughs> oh no, we're, we don't have to. It's 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 a little too early to talk about uh talk about traumas uh, over here. It's uh, eight oh, yeah, fifty four so right now. I was going to say,
1: shout out to you for like coming on because obviously Tam and I like eight fifty four is like five p.m. for us, but you okay. have come on come on early. So thank you for
2: that. Yeah, so uh, it it's great to start my morning uh, with y'all and mm-hmm. uh to talk about video games uh so i think last time i was on this on this very podcast i talked about near replicant and final fantasy 14 5.5 now i'm here to talk about near reincarnation and final fantasy 14 5.55 55, <laughs> or 5.55 <laughs> oh my god i am so predictable and i don't give a fuck like yo i'm about my bullshit and that's what you're gonna get from me and uh, so, Near, Near Reincarnation is the mobile game that uh, I talked to, I'll say Naki Yoshida, wow. I talked to Yokotaro about it um, in addition to um, talking about Replicant uh, post release. Mm-hmm. So, you can check that out on GameSpot.com. But basically, he was like, hey, mobile gotcha games, like, that shit's kind of fucked up, but you know what? I have to do what I gotta do. <laughs> and, um, he was like, yeah, if, if we if we are going to do this, I want it to be something that everyone could be proud of rather mm-hmm. than simply make money. It's like, listen, Square Enix wants to make money, so I got to take care of that. But if we're going to do this, we need, we need to make something dope, something that is worthy of the near name. So I uh, I think it's the way he talked about it was really, really open and uh, transparent with that. So it, it makes me uh, it has like I have faith in. The when the game fully releases, and I play Sino Alice a lot, and that game's cool. Uh, I like what that Mm -hmm. game goes for. So, near reincarnation is like I would think of it like I'm just playing the closed beta right now, so it's not like a final version of it. Uh, It's obviously it doesn't have all the content it's gonna launch with, but. I it's it's cool. It's um, Mm -hmm. it's nice. It's a collection. I think of it as a collection of side stories in the near universe. So you'll see things that are complementary of what we already know from the previous near games. And then you just get like these other side stories that have that you've never heard of before. And then so if if you've played near, you know, about weapon stories. So each weapon in the game, uh, in both automata and replicant, uh, each weapon has a backstory. And Mm -hmm. Uh, about its sp- specific name, like the name of the weapon. so as you upgrade them like through level uh, upgrade them to throughout the game though you unlock more uh, about the lore of that weapon. yeah and you can think it's kind of this it's kind of a similar thing in reincarnation where the gotcha element is where you get the weapons and then like the like those unlock stories and then all also other stuff. Uh, so it's taking a lot of those side stories and then visualizing them through gameplay. And uh, it so Thanks. there's like there's like two phases to it you have like an exploration phase where he plays the little girl and the little ghost that follows her oh shit sorry i actually knocked my microphone uh but then <laughs> you kind of walk through this open or not open, you walk through a bigger world and then from there you kind of collect other weapons and then you go dive into other stories where there's rpg gameplay and there's like a bunch of narrative stuff there's a lot of voice acting in it there's beautiful music when you boot up the game it says please play this with sound on because there's beautiful music in it. <laughs> and I'm Aww. like, say that, <laughs> say that shit. Uh, and that's facts too. Cause Keiichi Okabe also scored this game too. Um uh, wow. and it's just like, it just, has that, that ethereal vibe, that mm-hmm. light orchestration with the voice, like the, the choral voices. Um, it's very much a near game. It's, it's really cool. I'm, I'm excited to see, I've only played a little bit of it about maybe an hour or so. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to see what the overall monetization looks like once this game fully releases. I think that's that's I think that's a big concern for everybody. But <laughs> content wise, I think this is pretty fucking cool. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm ready to be sad over mobile games. You know what I'm saying?
3: Damn. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say,
0: dude. Do, do you reckon the objective of not having a shite mobile game is is like is they're on track to hit that? I think so
2: because the i think like the, the 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 way in which this game drives you to spend money is uh, i like it doesn't impact the actual like they're going to make the content that they want to make they're going to tell the types of stories that they want to tell so if they just do that then the things that you play through and unlock and experience in the game are the quality of that is totally up to the team working on that so yokotaro and all of his other writers and storytellers and whatever so hmm. um yeah, and I, I kind of feel the same with uh, Ceno Alice but on like a smaller scale. So, this is I think this is going to be really cool. I yes. think people should pay attention to it. Mm. Uh, but yeah. Um Final Fantasy 14 related to Nier in many ways. Uh I didn't get to talk about Fanfest cuz I wasn't on the last episode uh and I was also out and about. So, if y'all missed it, Final Fantasy 14 Fanfest was one of the best <laughs> Online experiences I've ever had. Mm-hmm. I, I had so, so much. I just saw,
1: I just saw this outpour of emotion from for t- like yeah. Yeah. For t- so the-, the whole weekend I was like. <laughs> Oh my god, so there's obviously sounds incredible.
0: There's obviously like gameplay stuff, but I think what people are probably wanting we're gonna want to know the most about is what was the deal with the whole musical act band thing that was going on because (laughs) I I was like I was into that the most, but I imagine a lot of people won't have known what was going on there. So break it down for for sure,
2: yeah. It that was one of the coolest, I think. It represents why both the the people who make the game, developers, and why fans love Final Fantasy XIV so much more than uh, it being a video game. So there was two separate uh, performances. One was a piano-based one, the first night, Um, and then the second one was the Primals live performance. So the Primals are the Final Fantasy XIV band uh, led by the composer Masayoshi Soken, and everyone in the band works on the game like the, they they are developers i, th- I think mm-hmm. they're on the sound team uh so <laughs> they perform the songs uh they, they create a lot of the songs especially like the yeah. rock rock based music in the game and then they perform it live uh at fanfest and awesome. they were actually supposed to do like a mini tour uh mm-hmm. before a uh, pandemic hit um so yeah the, it's it's really cool the second night they they ended the all of FanFest with a live performance of many of the songs from uh Final Fantasy 14. And then so yeah, it's fucking wild. So <laughs> and they embrace the memes. So
1: that's awesome. Uh, I love it when devs do that. Yeah,
2: they they really they really lean into that shit. They had uh members of the community community develop or the community developers uh they were doing like uh a, the the dance that was made up for the twinning theme which is one of the dungeons uh they had them they had them dancing on stage and then naoki yoshida also went on stage to perform a song with them after after like two days of fucking hosting Q and A's, hosting live streams, doing a whole keynote speech, and do this all all this other stuff, he ends it by fucking performing live with the with the band and shit. And I don't know. the the first night, the piano performance was like also embracing the memes. And uh, if you play if you play Final Fantasy XIV, you know what I'm talking about. It's the way they embrace their bullshit, and the way like our, us as players embrace their their bullshit. Well, it's like a two-way street. We embrace their bullshit; they embrace our bullshit, and it's it creates like such a fun dynamic that when events like this happen, it's uh, it feels very um, uh, I don't know. It, it's it's extremely unique. I like I don't. <laughs> it, there are other live service games that people are very uh, very passionate about, and like you see it in Warframe uh, when they mm-hmm. have. Um, what uh Tenocon?
1: Tenocon, yeah.
2: Yeah, when they do Tenocon and then obviously like BlizzCon, people get very uh very into it what Marvel's whatever Avengers. game it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Relax. <laughs> um but yeah, and but Final Fantasy 14 is uh it's it's the Weeb's dream. So yeah, it was it was so cool, man. And uh I covered it. Um that was two weeks ago, but I, I covered it with uh all sorts of things. And it was on a Friday night, going into like two a.m. or three a.m. And on Saturday night, going into three a.m. or six a.m. I was up till six a.m. because yeah. uh, I didn't give a fuck. Like this is this is my time. Like yeah, I'm, I'm gonna call the shots now. Ain't nobody up, so I'm gonna hit publish, motherfuckers. Do something. <laughs> uh, shout out to Gabe Gerwin who also helped out with that uh, afterwards. But, uh, but yeah, and like the the last thing I'll say is that it was it was really uh, emotional at the at the end of the of the. Um, of the whole fan fest cuz after the primals performed all the devs went on stage and like gave their last words and then uh yeah if, if folks uh, followed it the composer Masayoshi Soken um came out and said that he uh he had been dealing with cancer at the start of Aww. pandemic and he didn't tell anybody cuz he didn't want anyone to worry about him mm-hmm. um but he told people who needed to know like Naoki Yoshida mm, uh yeah. cuz obviously he's working on the uh he was working on music for the, for the game and it, it was it was it was really fucking wild um, like Soken is one of those dudes who are like oh no I want to I want to work I want to work mm-hmm. like this is this is what I do this is what's going to keep me keep me fighting and then like Naoki Yoshida was just like crying his eyes out on stage and oh. it was fucking wild man it's like yeah. and then so one, one thing I'll mention is that there's music there's a song in patch 5.3 that is it's kind of like the final song to cap off the whole Shadowbringers story.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
2: when you when now when I listen to the song, I think about it very differently because he wrote that song while he was dealing with cancer. Oh, uh yeah, and the God. song is very much about it's very reflective of Shadowbringers as a story. Um, but it's very much talking about uh like coming to terms with the end of things. Oh, <laughs> I'm God. like, holy shit. Oh. Yeah, and I was. uh, Now it's like, okay, this is like the perfect song to end this this like huge epic story in the game. But also, I can imagine like he put some of that heart and soul into writing that song. Yeah, Uh, yeah, and ah, fuck, yeah, it's uh, Final Fantasy XIV is great. Yeah, and uh, the people who work on that game are also great as well. So uh, yeah, I have an interview. I did an interview while I was uh, away. Um, so, uh, with Naoki Yoshida, so uh, I'm gonna be working on putting that up for the weekend. <laughs> it, it, and,
0: sounded uh, like, yeah. it sounded like it like you said you you were away with Naoki Yoshida. Like, oh, oh shit! Nice. <laughs> oh, I, I would love to kick it with him. It's like, hey, dog, let's just uh, let's just go kick it.
2: Uh, <laughs> I was away, comma, and I did an interview with <laughs> Naoki Yoshida. Uh, so yeah, that that'll be up on site. Uh, it's on site. It's on uh, site. It's the, Hell yeah! Hopefully for the for the weekend. But yeah. That's that's uh, Those are the things
0: I've been paying attention to and caring about in the world of video games. Nice. Lovely. Um, so my main thing, uh, I've been uh, not playing as much Mass Effect as I would like to, um, but uh, I have been playing a decent amount of Knockout City, which is very, very, very good. I'm surprised. Yeah. Like, I'm having a lot of fun with Knockout City. So my first instance of playing the game, it pretty much couldn't have gone better i played it with a bunch of people it was on the kind of funny podcast uh, kind of funny stream on friday where they were raising money um for palestinian children and it was me it was greg it was blessing andy uh snowbike mike um nick uh, i think that's pretty much everyone that was there and uh it was like All of us against each other um, and in the perfect scenario where friends are playing, you know, and learning the game together and figuring it out. Mm. And it was so much fun. So basic uh, kind of premise of it is it's a four versus four, I think, um, dodgeball game.
1: Um, Oh, so I don't know why in my head I didn't know what it was. I got it confused with the um, Ubisoft one.
2: Oh, the rocket arena! Thing? Yeah,
0: rocket, sure. rocket arena. Yeah, nah. This is this is like way more. Like the thing I love about it is, it's very simple. It's got a decent, a good amount of depth, and it's just very, very elegant in in its design. It reminds me of, it could have been if this label still existed. It could have been an EA big game, like right next to like SSX right, yes. and EA Sports. Big. big. Um, so like very simple, so that you you run around the arenas, there's like three or four maps, I think, um, and uh, you pick up standard dodgeballs and you hold the trigger down and you press a trigger, you can throw it, you hold it down and you charge it. And you've basically, the timing um, dictates, or timing of how long you hold it down dictates how much power you put in, thus the distance. Um, right. And on the other side, that means the speed coming into you. And you press another button, which for me was left trigger I was playing on, um, uh, xbox controller and you basically put your hand out um your hands up in the air and if you time it properly um it kind of like uh you'll catch the ball coming into you and then <laughs> oh, okay. you can...
1: is it first first person no no it's third, third
0: person it's third person okay. yeah. and you don't aim the ball at all it auto aims to towards oh. the characters that are in front so it's of like you timing yeah so it's all about timing. And then the interesting part of it becomes when you catch the ball and throw it back, it kind of stacks momentum. So it becomes quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker. Um, so it becomes these, these kind of like back and forth, extremely fast ping pong games. And then there's variants to it. Like uh, you can do a pump fake where if you've got the ball, you, press, you press the, you press the uh, stick in or you press a button and you pretend to throw the ball which might, oh. that's what, yeah, it's a different kind of pump fake, Lucy. Um. <laughs> uh, you don't watch basketball? The playoffs are going on. Come on, let's get it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so you, you will, like, pretend to throw the ball and you want to try and bait the other person into doing their kind of grab counter um, because that leaves them open during their recovery animation so you can hit them with the ball properly. And then there's, like, if you've you've got a jump, a double jump, And a glider, like a Fortnite style glider, because there are some maps where there's gaps and that kind of stuff. And you can like Mm -hmm. travel across the map and get into like uh, behind enemies and special, not special, but like uh, advantageous positions. And while you're jumping, there's two kind of um, modifiers. You can spin in the air or you can do a front flip in the air. If you like charge, if you charge your throw, jump up in the air and then do a spin and let go it does like a a kind of like a curved throw. So that will let you get to enemies um, that are trying to hide or just trying to sneak behind objects. Or it might be a good way to kind of, if you position it right, you can make the ball go out of their peripheral vision and then come back. So they need to adjust ah. their camera. And if you do a like a, a forward flip, it lobs the ball. Um, so if you lob it and at an enemy and they turn and like they don't catch see you doing the lob it might look like you don't have a ball but you've already thrown the ball and it's in the air or you can like throw the ball and they might be expecting a super fast straight up towards them and it actually goes in the air and then you can there's like intricacies where you can throw the ball up into the air and catch it And Mm -hmm. you can like um, body check enemies or uh, opponent opponent opposing players. And when you body check them, they kind of drop the ball. So you can body check them, grab the ball and throw it at them. And then there's Shoulder like, check them. Yeah, shoulder check them. them. <laughs> and then there's like modifiers and balls, different kinds of balls. So like there's an American football, which basically um, functions as like a sniper rifle shot. So you hold oh it down gosh. and it's extremely fast because of the shape uh-huh. of the ball. So like when you see one of those, you have to you basically you are going to get either your timing is impeccable and you can't grab it or you're going to get hit and you need to try and get out of the way. The game doesn't really. So when you when you're being aimed at, there's like a red border around your your screen. So that tells you someone is about to throw a ball at you. So you can you've mm-hmm. got a little bit of time to quickly move your camera, find whoever's throwing the ball at you, and try and get into a position where you can you know counter it. And then the other ball that I really like is a multi ball, which is like you get three in a row. Mm-hmm. So you can do things like. Um, you can either like hold them one by one and just throw them to take out three different opponents. Or if you know the other opponent is really good at countering, you could be like, I'm gonna either just throw these one after the other and hope that they're not Mm -hmm. good enough to counter three times in a row or like throw them one after the other, but like mix up the pacing to keep them on their toes. And yeah, it's just a. That's basically the game, like the in- entirety of the game. And then it's got stuff like customization and and um, kind of like cosmetics. And there is a battle pass, but none of that stuff is really impactful on on how the game plays at all. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a really charming, really well made game that has a lot of like. It's got Splatoon slash like Jet Grind Jet Set Radio Future Energy, um, mm-hmm. and it it's like it, they did a ten day block party for it which is like a free trial but i think it's relatively cheap and um hopefully by now our review will go up but i think alessandro barbosa um gave it an eight um so and and he was like he praised it as well the only kind of real downside is like some of the other special balls aren't all that fun like they're not all that great but like I, I've not really had that much of an issue with them but yeah it's cheap and it's very and it's got cross play so you can play on pretty much anything cheap and cheerful very cheerful yeah, yeah. and they, they built their own netcode for it so this isn't EA that did it it's another studio I think it's Valen Studios or something like that um, they built their own netcode and we were playing like I said I was in, I'm in the UK the rest of the kind of funny crew are in America um, and we were on we were split between Playstation PC and I think there was an Xbox player as well. Um Barrett was also there. Um I think he might have been on PlayStation. And though. Barrett was there yeah. too. <laughs> um, I just remembered cuz uh, he's Hi, usually, he's usually on Hi, the ones Barrett. and twos but I remember he was yeah. like he was doing double duties there. Um and there was very little like I know people have said they've had like hitches in gameplay but like as far as I can tell it's been very smooth and honestly like I highly recommend it. Like it's super fun. It's one of those games where you can Play a couple rounds in between something else, like to warm up or while you're figuring out what you're really going to spend your day with, like hop on to a friend's, like in our situation, Lucy, like we, mm-hmm. we you know, start off with a few games of that and then jump into Overwatch is what we usually yeah. would do, right? Um, mm-hmm. Or you could play it like, I don't know, you know, before or, or you've really just done a big Final Fantasy dungeon in Haim's case, and you're like, you know, I just want to yeah, unwind, play a couple of games of that. And it is fun whether you're playing alone or with a team, but with a with a crew it is way, way more engaging just because you can start doing strategies like you can pass to each other um, and that will kind of mix things up a bit. And there's also you can, one player can, if when you're running, you can hit a button and you do like a roll, you become a ball. And then the another, oh, another player, <laughs> another player oh. can pick you up and then like charge you and you transform into an actual destructive AOE bomb that you can throw at the enemy. Oh, which was okay. a strategy that Snowback Mike was impl- employing liberally and it's cheap <laughs> as shit. And I hate it <laughs> because it just like does massive AOE and you basically can't escape it. One of my favorite balls is the cage ball where you throw it and if it hits the enemy team, it puts them in, that, in a cage small ball. And then you can pick up that ball and throw them off the map and they can't do anything <laughs> about it. Oh my God. Aww. So like you can troll people real hard Yeah, but overall, like, very, very happy to see EA with a rare W, like, like an actual good mini <laughs> yeah, game. Like yeah.
1: Wait, what do you mean rare W? They've had it takes two. Oh no, Master I'm talking Effect about with their and... s- with
0: their sports titles. Oh, like with this like, with their, like ex- not extreme sports, but like spin-off sports titles yeah, outside yeah, yeah. of like, you know, the FIFA Footpacks. and Madden and that kind of stuff. Like I I loved when they were doing like, you know, NBA Jam and NFL yeah. Street and all that kind of stuff.
1: Um FIFA Street. Yeah, mm-hmm. FIFA Street. Those yeah, were those were yeah. the kind
0: of SSX games. Those were the sports games that I really enjoyed and when they went away like in favor of simulation stuff it it kind of i lost interest in that genre almost and there are definitely um studios that are still making like uh, those kind of spin-off sports titles Mm. but like no disrespect but there's a level of polish that often doesn't exist when you get an ea version of that you know um like there's a bunch of great skate skating titles out there but like you look at a game like skate and it's a it's a whole different, you know, kind of like... Yeah, a different take there. on yeah, it. Yeah, it's a different take yeah. on it, and it's level of polish there, and obviously they have bugs and stuff, but, like, it's it's just a different level. But, yeah, I'm definitely, glad definitely It definitely stands out, yeah. Yeah, it definitely stands yeah. out, and I think it's on Game Pass, uh, Knockout City. Um, Shit. On, on Xbox oh. Game Pass, not PC Game Pass. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, highly recommend it. Well, yeah. worth checking out. I'm interested to see how they keep it alive because I know it had a lot of players to launch and at launch and
1: tie ins, yeah, mate. skins. I, I've, I've, yeah.
0: like, during that stream, I was like, if they're not talking to like whoever owns the license to the dodgeball movie to get all yeah, of those, legs in there, like, that is makes perfect this, perfect sense. This like game has so parts. much,
2: yeah, this game has so much potential to like, I, I feel like it has a lot of potential to do collab. Work,
0: yeah, mm. yeah, and and like they've got a good niche there because they could do like really stupid shit, but like work in that kind of Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler universe. Exactly, yeah. 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 Put, put, a, put a golf ball in there and then license Happy Gilmore, and there you go.
1: Anchorman, like your entire, all your teams wearing Anchorman suits. Yep. like they have
0: the Will Ferrell universe. Yeah, that's universe. what I'm seen. Like Fortnite has introduced uh, Batman, and meanwhile, Knockout City's got Happy Gilmore or Little Nikki or whatever. Uh, Lily.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's dope, man. That's cool. It's like family friendly, so I feel like you yeah, can yeah. also reach out to get like the Wiggles in it. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs>
0: the Speaking oh, of uh, Wiggles, we're gonna wiggle over to the news section of this uh, podcast. So, at the top, Baby Beluga <laughs> in the deep blue sea. Alright, so at the top of the show, I talked about how we will not be talking about Sonic, but I fucking lied. We're talking about Sonic? We got Sonic announcements are happening. Sonic team. Well, first of
1: all, Roger Craig Smith is back as Sonic. That's the only Sonic thing that I care about. Yeah,
0: Batman is voicing uh, Sonic again. Yeah. I mean, Roger Craig Smith's done a lot of work, but in my mind, he's Origins Batman always. Um, but yeah, he's been he's been on uh, Sonic for so long in the games and there was a period where it was like he's not going to be doing it and it was there was an outpouring of support and sadness from the Sonic community, which uh, I believe they like to call themselves Sonic Fights. Um, I haven't made that what? shit up, so if it yeah, isn't... I was going to say, like, what? Um, You know, if they don't do that already, uh, do it. Um, but now he's back Sonic hey. Sonic has returned and it's amazing um, yeah and then on top of that there is a new Sonic team game so what is it, uh, it it's the team behind Generations and Sonic Forces and they showed off a sh- very very short teaser so we don't actually know much about it it's basically Sonic running through environments which you know what that Sick. shit is not new. <laughs> what? That is that what is, he has Sonic, done his whole life. Yeah, just, if they had it all rolled up with, this is Sonic, he is now a fireman. I would have been like, oh, oh shit. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's just Sonic being Sonic. Um, 20, 2022 release window uh, coming mm-hmm. to PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Nintendo Switch. I hope all this information remains true because I'm reading it prior to it being live. <laughs> <laughs> No, well no. it's
1: happening now because i can see in in new slack yeah i really want to know why gabe Gerwin just posted sonic ragnarok <laughs> <laughs>
3: like,
1: does because i'm not watching this stream and uh i, I really hope it's uh sonic ragnarok <laughs> that's tight
0: uh on top of that um Sega's working on a compilation that brings together Sonic the Hedgehog 1, 2, 3, Sonic and & Knuckles, and Sonic CD. Um, more information about that soon. Awesome. I'm glad that old-school Sonic fans will have something more to look forward to. As someone who loved Sonic games as a youngling um, and was a Sega kid, um, I would just like to say, holy shit, they are fucking milking the shit out of those games, aren't they? God damn. I mean, get, My get them, lord. Get them,
2: hedge, get them hedgehog udders exactly. out there and start milking them.
0: Get, wow. Okay, this
1: is like hedgehog teats. Like what's happening <laughs> here? To <laughs> so be fair, uh, I read a really awful Tumblr post just today about someone who thought that uh, who this is derailing it, but who thought that Jar Jar Binks was sexually attractive. So that's you know Who? I'll send it <laughs> to you after L- legit going not even read it out loud because it is
2: Ooh, raunchy. It goes places. Mm. Sucio game. But like
1: but like wait, between was, this and Sonic se- teats
2: who is? <laughs> that's a Michael Higham original. Uh, wait, what, what was the what was the thing you said earlier? Who's sexually attractive?
0: Jar Jar Binks.
2: Oh, yeah. Jar Jar Binks. Uh, yeah. I mean, no, don't no King Shame. Come on, Misa so I wanna clap them cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I hey, like that. I that that's what's up. Uh. Relax. But also that that's, that's
3: what's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's cute. So
0: imagine those floppy ears while it's uh, you know. <laughs> a lot of movement in that in that scenario. <laughs> no, that's that that's on you. Too much. Uh, Sonic Colors is back. Um, you remember Sonic Colors? I don't. Know what I that think is. I went
1: to a preview event. Yeah, th- I believe it
0: was we in 3ds. Uh, I remember it being decent, but not remember it being. I don't remember it being amazing. Um, so Sonic Colors Ultimate is a remastered version of the 2010 Wii game coming later this year, and it's going to have all new visuals, some bonus goodies uh, for pre-order, and there's a deluxe version that includes early Ooh. access for Sonic fans who really can't wait to take some speed in Whoa, video, go- that, video that, game uh, form. Okay. Or as I say, that is that is in a legal game, drug in, in it, video game form. You didn't let me finish. I was like just you know breathing in for a second. It sounded
1: like you finished. Right.
2: Okay, know
0: right. And then my Would man it. Sonic. He's gonna be making some cameos. He's gonna be in. Shocking. Yeah, he's gonna be. Is he in Knockout City? (laughs) No, I wish he was though. I'd love to throw some dodgeballs at his face. Um, uh, Sonic for Fortnite. Oh my god. Uh, He's gonna be in. You guessed it. Olympic Games Tokyo 2020. Hey. where he okay, well. there's a, they showed a trailer of it and it doesn't look like Sonic the Hedgehog it looks like someone dressed in a Sonic the Hedgehog suit it's Kazuma Kiryu Uh, If only. I would love that. But, like, the proportions are human. It it genuinely looks like someone in Times Square. You know those costume people from Times Square? Just got Uh. scanned into the game. And, like, there's, like, (laughs) humans around him. And then he's, like, doing shot put, looking like he's had 10 Mickey D's before he put the suit on. And now he's going to try and run. Like, they show him in the, like, the, the, the relay race. And my man is absolutely in the middle of the pack. Like...
1: He should be at the front. Sega have done
0: him dirty. Until I guess
1: they can't say that if you play as Sonic or whoever, or if you're wearing the Sonic costume, you will automatically win. Well, there's a few but a still- few seconds later,
0: like, he starts picking up speed and then his feet catch fire and there's literally, like, a trail of fire. And then, okay, and then okay. like, if you look a few centimetres to the left, the nearest opponent is, like, looking at him like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I'm a human. How am I supposed to compete? How do I even
1: compete?
0: <sighs> um... <laughs> And then he's just like waving <gasps> to his adoring fans. Oh uh, God! Yeah, what so the hell? I mean, are wait. You so there?
1: it's not Mario and Sonic at the Tokyo Olympic Games. It's just Sonic.
0: Yeah, uh, Mar- oh. Mario's probably like, "You are Sonic. You are washed. Carry on with that shit." <laughs> <I'm curious. laughs> yeah,
1: Mario was like, "I was prepared if we were going to do this last yeah. year. But we're a whole year late at this point." So
0: um, there's also going to be a bunch of Sonic-themed items that would be in a bunch of other games, like including Two Point Hospital.
1: That is a Sega property. That is a Sega property
0: about managing a hospital. Uh, I don't know how Sonic...
1: Is Sonic going to be in Total War at this point? I would
0: love to see Sonic in Total War. Oh my God, yo. Um, Sonic is going to be on Amazon Luna. Sick. (laughs) (laughs) Sonic Forces. I thought you
1: you were going to say Sonic was going to be on Amazon Alexa.
0: If only. And then I was like, okay, well, if if
1: Pac-Man can do it, then... Soak in Sonic.
0: (laughs) So Sonic Forces, uh, Team Sonic Racing and Sonic Mania will be on PlayStation Now as well. And on June 24th, uh, Sonic Mania will be on um, the Epic Game Store. So Sonic running around various places. And then finally, um, Sonic Forces Speed Battle, new game. um, Not new game, uh, mobile game with a limited time event which will introduce private races.
1: Oh, God. Um, also, I looked at Slack, as you were saying that, and someone has already, has already photoshopped Sonic into the uncut gems uh, <laughs> thing, <laughs> so, wow. so I just holding a, uh, a very uh, diamante Sonic. Mm-hmm.
2: There's, <laughs> that uh, Sonic, Sonic fighting is going to be in Lost Judgment as well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sick, and uh, chances are uh, Takeuchi Yagami is going to have a Sonic outfit uh, when he's trying to go undercover.
0: Uh, you bet sick. On that. Yeah, so there you have it. A bunch of Sonic stuff is going on. Um, please, please be excited if you're a Sonic fan. But <laughs> beyond that, the big, big news stories of late have been the Switch Pro is rumored to be unveiled before E3.
1: This is probably going to get unveiled before tomorrow. Yeah, before it's gonna yeah, tomorrow, gonna. yeah, we're
0: gonna. We're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna look immediately outdated, aren't we? Um, like, like we said, if you are listening to this. Um, I- wait,
1: wait, wait. We've got a hedge bets. So, Dying Light two. Let's say it's next year. Mm. Horizon. Definitely this year, but God of War gets pushed.
2: Are we, Are you making
0: predictions? right I'm now?
1: making predictions. Okay. This is hedging bets. Hedging bets. I'm just gonna okay. stay quiet um, because
0: I know the answer to all these. So. Do you actually? I know a lot. Tell I know me. a lot of things.
1: Fuck's sake! Um, what else is happening today? This <laughs> motherfucker's smiling. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's... what the hell?
2: Look at, look at Tam over here with his, his shit-eating grin.
1: And then Switch Pro will be announced with um, more to show at E3.
0: Mm. Is that supposed to happen today?
1: I don't know. Everyone's no. like, it's going to be before E3. Yeah,
0: before E3. I'm of course joking. I don't know anything. I'm an idiot. Um... But yeah and E3 the, seems to
1: start the, uh, unlike today.
0: Yeah, E3 started 2 weeks ago, I don't know if you know that. E3 actually the I remember the first E3 2021 meeting I had was the day after E3 2020. So Yeah. Uh Yeah, so the report is um so just to be clear, this has not been announced uh it's been rumored for a while the switch pro um, and then recently there's been a number of uh, reports indicating that it's going to be announced very soon um the thinking being this is coming from bloomberg and then verified or corroborated by Eurogamer, um speaking to unnamed sources saying that uh nintendo wants to unveil it so then the developers can speak about their games running on the system at E3. Uh, Um, It will reportedly have 4K support and 7-inch OLED screen and will cost uh, over $300. Um, And it's supposedly going to phase out the existing... Uh, switch model not the light model so there's going to be a light model which is cheaper mm-hmm. and then this 4k model uh this high-end model which is over 300 dollars. which is what 300 is what the current switch sell, sells at yeah
2: this is higher model
0: yes yeah, oh, the, the high-end model is going to be over it and that is partially because the um the pricier I... components and the rising labor costs are the the kind of cost of that are going to be passed on to the consumer um according to the reports
1: oh also i genuinely thought you said higher model i was like yeah. that's what i
2: was saying yeah, that's Michael say.
0: Michael okay. model. Um, yeah. Hey. so that's the big story you folks uh interested in upgrading your switch hell yeah
1: yes because I'm... i have no impulse control when it comes to purchasing <laughs> technology oh
0: hell yeah i mean like i would love it if i don't care about any of this shit if they said this thing's got like one you know terabyte memory or some shit like that or it's got like it a won't. decent amount of memory not the mm-hmm. absolutely pathetic amount of storage that they give you in a standard <laughs> switch um, that's what i'd be like oh hell yeah i mean i'm gonna buy it either way because like lucy said uh, problems with impulse control i bought an yeah. xbox series s and i have not taken it out of the box
1: are you serious it's just but this. you got I was, it i got it i was playing overwatch with tam and he went I might buy an Xbox Series S. And then we literally played one game and then there was a lull in conversation and he just went, I bought an Xbox Series S. <laughs> so... Aww. I don't know.
0: I had like memories of Haim going, oh, he's so cute. And I was it like, is oh, yeah, "It is I have cute. It, I, I, have, it. I put it
2: on my desk right here. It's right in front of me. It's mm-hmm. like in front of my monitor. It, it fits right under like my monitor's height. Mm-hmm. And then if I ever well, just want to boot it up and play something on my desk for a minute, that's what that's what it's used for. That's and like I connect to a 1080p monitor, so it doesn't fucking matter if I have a X or S it for. in that case. That's what I want
0: it yeah. for. I'm gonna connect put it up on my desk and play games on stream from it. Cause I don't have I've got a Series X, but it's connected to a TV that's like both in my UK setup and in my US setup. Like the TV is always behind me. And I don't mm-hmm. wanna like do any long cabling to get it to stream to get streams or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'll just buy yeah. one of these small ones. Um, and now I have it. But yeah, I'm, I'm also I would definitely upgrade. What about you Haim? Uh, well for the switch pro mm.
2: Hell yeah, because the the thing for me is I, I like I love switch like I love switch I love the game playing games on it. I just want more consistent frame rate mm. and mm. Better native resolution. That's it. That's all I want. That's all I want because uh, I'd be playing like Pokemon and shit and like damn this thing runs at 20 fps when it's raining out in the fields and like what if it ran it a little bit better and uh mm-hmm. i think that that's that's all i want and thinner bezels so you'll have the i would like bigger oh. bigger screen size but the same console size mm. so just like cut down on them bezels bro you know what i'm saying like uh and that that's all i want everything else is gravy
0: like icing on I top i want
1: so. a girl with a Big screen and thin bezels.
0: (laughs) Um, Bezels out for the lads. Um, The question I have for you, Michael Haim, uh, tech expert, is, so there was some chat recently about the Switch Pro potentially having, this is when it was still one of the many rumors, potentially having some technology that would uh, kind of upscale a lot of the visuals um, uh, to 4k or close to it without much input from the uh developer do you reckon that's feasible with do you reckon that's likely or feasible or are we going to live in this new horror dimension (laughs) where now everyone's having to do patch upgrades for every switch game and everyone on twitter is like oh i want that because now i'm thinking oh i could play dark souls portable but does that even run at 4k or i'm gonna am i gonna have to hope that from software and Scamco bandai
3: um wow but... oh, god damn oh god. <laughs> I'm
0: kidding. wow I'm wow. Kidding. wow miyazaki's gonna have a word with listen, you listen when they stop putting out fucking atrocious anime games i'll stop calling them Scamco bandai all right that's the deal wow. harada wow, wow. I'm, I'm the
2: one who re- previewed scarlet nexus and
0: uh my man i've it's I've, okay <laughs> i have a i have been very open with my dislike of namco's Bad anime games. Um, And I will continue to hold that. They've got a lot of other good content. I respect it. They've made some good games and I appreciate their efforts. But they are, they are, they have gone on this reign of tyranny with bad anime games for too long. And it needs to stop.
2: Um, oh, I'm not saying you're wrong, yeah, um, but I'm also not saying you're right. But at the same I time, hear, at, I hear you. <laughs> at the same
0: time, at the same time, they put out Dark Souls. They put out Dark Souls. Two. I was gonna say, you're literally starting for the Dark Souls vinyl. I, I, I <laughs> they put out a lot of good content, so I do appreciate that. I'm just saying, you know, um, uh, but like, am I gonna what? have to beg them to put out a, a, a patch for Dark Souls on Switch to make it run better? I
2: don't them? know, press X to doubt that or like I, well the thing the thing is like i don't th- like whatever it is it's not going to run native 4k it's probably gonna do some kind of like yeah checkboarding or upscaling mm-hmm. of course because like what is a port like a, something portable isn't going to run these kinds of games at yeah. native 4k even if it's docked so i don't know i i, I would pre- predict this is just me uh predicting is that it'll probably run something like where um like unpatched xbox games where if you play on series x where if it has a frame limiter it'll be able to hit more consistently Mm -hmm. like that frame limit and if it does dynamic resolution it'll be able to uphold a higher resolution um that's all i can ask maybe there will be like like a developer update but it's it's not like like this this isn't going to be a similar jump from xbox one to series x or ps4 Mm -hmm. to ps5 it's more like Nintendo like the 3DS to the new 3DS mm-hmm. uh, so I don't think there's going to be as much room for developers to be like oh we've revamped our game it's more of like okay like we can run a little bit higher resolution the frame rate will be better and I think that's all they really have room they would have room
0: for so so the technology that I, I should probably clarify um, the technology that I mentioned was from another Bloomberg report um, so Ooh. unconfirmed and it was uh, Nvidia um, using Nvidia's DLSS technology which was previously oh, just shit. for RTX yeah. graphics cards mm-hmm. um and apparently with the introduction of like DLSS 2.0 they figured yeah. out the AI that they used to upscale that technology yeah,
2: yeah. yeah those yeah there's like the RTX cards use a specific GPU core for AI based stuff so if they can fit that uh like that's just not cheap uh, yeah. So if they could fit that into a switch and do like do DLSS, uh, that shit would be fucking wild. Because mm-hmm. DLSS is like f- pretty dope. Games that that utilize it well, it's like it's v- indistinguishable. Like I played Control with with an RTX card doing mm-hmm. 4K DLSS, and I was running 60 FPS. Where if I did native 4K, I would be like in the 30s to 40s and like the actual gameplay experience is kind of almost indistinguishable unless you take like screenshots with one or the other and then like zoom in on text on like a wall far away um yeah and if a switch pro can do that that would be yeah that would be wild because like yeah switch uses nvidia already so like they mm-hmm. have that partnership i'm sure they're figuring things out whereas like ps5 and xbox still uh, are are using
0: amd stuff um so that would be that would ooh, snap. yeah so bloomberg says it is happening but obviously it's just their report it's not been confirmed yeah. and they also kind of note that um developers will still need to add dlss support to yeah. the switch games yeah. um, it's just the the actual dl DLSS, dlss nvidia technology has been advanced to the point where it could feasibly run on that hardware and also the the algorithm the ai that's like up upscaling all that stuff doesn't need to be individually trained on each game or anything mm-hmm. like that it, it should just work yeah. across the board yeah the pro-
2: that's probably something for like okay all games from future uh or like moving forward are going to or most games will have moving mm-hmm. forward that kind of technology that would
0: be sick yeah next story uh god of war ragnarok is oh, i it-
1: just I just really enjoyed this one.
0: It's Swagnarok. Yeah, Swagnarok. Um Lucy, what's going down with the Ragnarok uh kerfuffle? What what made so, what made Corey Barlog post a gif of 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 himself of of who was it again? It was like exasperated gif, like heavy sigh. Is it? Yeah. That's that's what oh, happened, yeah.
1: So there was like some kind of Sony investor thing and they gave a presentation and in it they so. Everyone just assumes that the next God of War is called God of War Ragnarok, right? Because in that first initial trailer, mm. it said Ragnarok is coming, and everyone was like, "Oh, well, they're probably not going to call it God of War Two. They'll probably call it God of War Ragnarok." Um, oh, it was
0: it was it was Jean Luc Picard doing the face palm. I told you Jean Luc oh, would perfect. be here. <laughs> oh my God!
1: Damn. Um, oh yeah, there it is.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, he, did he also set it that? Oh, only people Corey can Corey mentioned can reply. <laughs> Very good. Um, <laughs> So basically they had this investor thing and they had a presentation about sort of PlayStation's upcoming slate and whoever made the presentation, it looks like they pulled a fan made God of War Ragnarok logo to put in the presentation and then everyone flipped out because they're like oh name confirmed name confirmed and then um it looks like they've gone back and actually changed it to just be a generic god of war <laughs> logo but it's like it's the it's the fact that it's the it's the titles pulled from youtube image search mm. which is the real chef's skills
0: i think the the thing that makes it tricky is it, like if they if they publicly acknowledge it as ragnarok yeah. they also kind of speak to what the scale of the game to a degree because like the way that first game ended like it set up something pretty huge right and if, they, if they're if they like oh yeah this is called Ragnarok that means people are going to start thinking about oh that means it's not like a Mars Morales style game it's this kind of game or vice versa so I think they're very very like careful about branding that game before it's they're ready to talk about the size and the scope and scale of it um, but yeah, that was a that was a fun little story. Um, yeah, he followed up. Corey Barlog followed up the Jean Luc uh, Picard face palm tweet with uh, Captain Jack Barrow saying, "Now bring me that Horizon," which is very very good. <sighs> I'm, I'm,
1: hey, God of War Horizon.
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: God of War Horizon, Forbidden West. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: imagine that—just accidentally Aloy and and Kratos in the same game. PlayStation yeah. All Stars Battle, Battle Royale. 2. yeah. yeah hey. Let's go. Um, so yeah, that was a fun little story, a bigger story. Perhaps Dragon Quest 12 has been announced. Hi, am Dragon back. Quest. Dragon Quest. I am. How excited are you for another JRPG, baby? Another one. You another know what?
2: Dra- Dragon Quest has been a has been a gap in my JRPG Ooh. repertoire. Yeah. I mean, I, I played uh, Eleven Echoes of an Elusive Age, Definitive Edition S. Dragon Quest 11 s Um, i play that, but there's I'm I've only been like I'm not invested in Dragon Quest the same way I'm invested in like Final Fantasy, Persona, Shin Megami Tensei, uh series like that. But I do respect Dragon Quest a lot. Um Dragon Quest 12. We got a title screen, and it's said to be more mature, uh darker. Uh, and shit like that. So, uh, all right, that's cool. I'm excited. I, w- I want to see more Dra- the dragon quest for adults. That game already came out. That game came out last year. It's called Yakuza like a dragon. Um, so peep that if you want dragon quest for adults, uh, <laughs> also dragon quest 10 offline. Uh, Tam mentioned Dragon mm-hmm. quest 10. Also, uh, Yosuke Saito, uh, who works on near and Naki Yoshida, who's the final fantasy 14 God, uh, worked on dragon quest 10. So, um, but yeah, what, what's up with that? They're bringing that uh, to like an offline version of it.
0: Yeah, in, in not in the West, just only in Japan. Ah, right I hate now. to see it. Yeah, you truly hate, hate to, see to see it see because it. I would love to play that game um, offline. That'd be dope. Yeah, that would yeah. be fun. But yeah. Uh, and
2: then the, the other big thing was uh, Dragon Quest re- 3 remake. Oh, They're doing yeah. Octopath Traveler style HD 2D remake of Dragon Quest 3. And people are very excited about that. And I think that that's cool as fuck i would love to see i would love to see remakes of older mm. rpgs do that kind of style um there's like discourse about people calling it the octopath traveler the octopath engine it's just <laughs> you it's unreal engine 4 JRPGs, made that. yeah yeah but just like styled in the same way as octopath uh but that is really fucking cool
0: yeah That's I, what i'll I, say about that i think there's a lot of i wish square enix would go back into its back catalog of these games a bit more to remake them and do it facefully because like those final fantasy games those early final fantasy games are amazing and they are just like so hard to find now and play and also like the versions of them that exist are uh, so convoluted get the, get the shite mobile versions yeah that's don't like i wish they would go back and be like let's create the definitive versions of all of these final fantasy games for the modern age and then yeah. from that point on we won't be releasing you know the older ones over and over again because they exist now. That you can Google them and download them at this point. Um If you're a <laughs> dirty Romer um, <laughs> hey, hey, dirty hey! hey. Romer. <laughs> if you're
1: a vacuous spider, yeah.
0: If you're, ooh, rom. wow, oh,
2: okay, all I I, right, I love it. I
0: like, I fuck, that's that. I like fuck, I fuck that. That's 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 cool. Do you, do you like rom as a boss?
1: I uh, do. I think rom's yeah. fairly easy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Rom's it's easy. just like you know. Keep your distance. Watch get out in, watch out in. for the spideys. And you're good. Watch
1: yeah. out for the rear up in the Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. That's yeah, the, that's that's the that's the one thing that will get you in that game. But yeah, a lot of good Dragon Quest content on the way also. So I don't know, you know, Sonic fans happy, Switch fans maybe happy, uh Dragon Quest fans happy, God of Corey War yeah. fans. Barlog so <laughs> <Corey Ballock> just <laughs> deeply sighing around the internet and God of War fans looking around the room like what the hell's going on here um but yeah
1: my only experience of dragon quest uh is when tam you did a preview of like 10 or something mm. and i had to edit it oh no, no i had to do like a little conversation with you about oh, it yeah. and i had never had any never played never seen a dragon quest and i just remember being like i have not i have trained for this you
0: bluffed it though you bluffed it well I bluffed it bluffed love it. to see it that's a mark of a consummate professional mm. um
1: but yeah, slimes are cute.
0: They are. They remind me of Matt Espinelli.
1: Aww.
0: Also cute are our listeners. Let's go to the listener mail section. If you want to send in a question to this here podcast, email after dark Podcast at redventures.com or you can come to the Discord channel, which is full of wholesome, nice people just talking about games and fitness and comics and various other things
1: game development game
0: development photo modes sharing the photo modes yeah um, you can do that by hitting myself or lucy up on um, twitter and asking for an invite and we can we will screen you and then send you a new ice cream, people. Anyway, I don't know if anyone else does. I'm always like- Scream checked. at you. Yeah, I scream and screen. I always go in and see like, I will, I will genuinely hunt down your like Instagram and your- See if you're a wrong you're, See life. if you're a wrong one. Yeah, I, was, I don't want to see anyone, like, any wrong ones in there. I want to do my due diligence.
3: That's
0: fair. Yeah. Due so, diligence. So I do that. Um, and you can send in uh, questions through those avenues. Uh, Lucy, can you read the first question from Nicholas?
1: uh yeah so hey after dark crew love Gamespot and love the podcast just a quick question do y'all have any specific video game anxieties for example two door elevators in games give me intense cold sweats which way am i being let out which way did i come Mm. in will enemies be there at the end of this ride will i be facing the wrong way and get ambushed how can i position the camera to see both doors some of the halo games as well as control are especially full of these two door nightmares I've been playing Mass Effect for the first time and I don't know how two and three work, but I love that one automatically points you in the right direction when you activate the elevator. Those Bioware folks are true game... Wait. Those Bioware folks are truly game designers after my own heart. Thanks, Nicholas.
0: Almost a flawless reading there from Lucy. Severely disappointed have biffed it it, like at the end. But (laughs) I think like for me, it's very similar. It's It's like I hate... Oh, with a passion sometimes like I hub areas that have multiple spokes like they they Hmm. give me such anxiety or like any area like Resident Evil for example Resident Evil 8 you get to a point where you're in one area and there's like four branching paths and as soon as that happened I was like shit I need to think about so much now and it happens with like most like games where if you're like walking down a path and there's like two directions you can go in or three Ugh. directions that uh, that gives me so much anxiety. End up doing that thing where like I'll poke into one, come back, and then check another yeah. one out, and then come back, and then check the third one out, and be like, "Okay." And if, then you yeah. go
2: into one direction and activates a cutscene, and then transitions you to a whole other phase of the game. It's like, damn, I didn't check that other yeah. direction. There's probably a chest yeah. there. Then
0: you reload it. You go in that other direction. and There ain't shit there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's nothing there. It's the other one is like when 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 it doesn't like uh, transition you. It just locks the door behind you i'm like no no i want to go back please um yeah so that's my one of my big video game anxieties
1: um lucy anxieties i think and this is why i struggled with breath of the wild for a bit is because i just didn't know what specifically to do or if i was doing the right thing so i think like without reassurance that i'm going the right way like I'm kind of the opposite person. and You know, when they get put into an open world game and they're like, it's so free, I can do whatever I want. I'm just like, no, tell me what to do. Yeah. Tell me what to do. And I mean, the thing is, it's like Visit the Four Divine Beasts is all well and good. That is direction, but it's not as much direction as I would like.
0: (laughs) I think with Zelda, the thing is like, it gives you, it gives you like directions. Like it's like, oh, go to, you know, this village and and chat to this person but then it's like you're in an open world that is massive and and it doesn't really like i would have loved a like ideal path kind of thing in zelda because sometimes i the amount of times i was like all right i'm going to this village and then cut to 10 minutes later i'm like halfway up a mountain is freezing and like my stamina cannot get me all the way to the top of the mountain so i'm just looking for like 90 degree jagged rock so i can put link on there long enough to recover some stamina and climb up a bit more i'm like Fuck. I wish they had just told me there's a path that way that would take you straight there. Um and I think like the open nature of games coupled with uh like not enough direction is where it, it kind of kicks me. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. What about I used to What, about, I, I what about get... you Yaikle Haim?
2: Oh <laughs> uh, Snowbike Michael Hyam. Snowbike Michael Hyam. That'd yes. be my name.
1: Snowbike uh, Michael. They I call him, they call, they call
0: him Snow Bicycle bicycle sometimes and it always <laughs> makes me laugh so much. <laughs> that's cute. Oh uh I've
2: I've had multiplayer anxiety and I've I've written about this a lot. Um, but I think now I I'm not that's I don't have that as much. Now I just don't have any desire to play multiplayer games. Like Final Fantasy 14 is a very different thing. It's an MMO, it's more of a uh um like we are it's like a party. Uh, not necessarily like a oh a party of player party members party of players. It's like yo, I'm just here to I'm here to party. So that's like the only multiplayer game I'm really into now. Like I used to play like Call of Duty and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I don't like I don't really have desire to do that stuff. But things like Counter Strike going into like competitive matches this is why I've I, I want to play Valorant, but I'm reluctant come, uh, to play. Come. I know I'm, I, I need I'm I need though. you I need someone like you for just this reason. I know, but I'm just like, ah, I don't want to let anyone down, even if they don't care. Like, ah, man, they don't know who I am. But I just, you know, I don't don't like that feeling. So like multiplayer stuff, I've kind of, you know, been games like Battlefield, where they're so big that no one can really blame me if I'm like a bottom fragger on like Mm. Battlefield, whatever Mm. the fuck. Eh, yeah, it doesn't matter. But I just I was like, uh, do I click the the do I double click that desktop icon to start start this game, or do I like I don't know, fuck off and go through the timeline and then Doom scroll on Twitter? Um, I mean, usually yeah, I do actually, the latter.
1: That's the thing. It's like <laughs> a game like you mentioned, Battlefield. Is like it's fine if you're kind of like not yeah you're contributing, but you're um you're kind of doing your own thing. But like Overwatch is the same where mm. you contribute. With six, six but you like even if you're not very good and you just pick up a healer like Lucio or Mercy, you can contribute a lot. Mm. But yeah. It took uh, me a long time to get over that kind of multiplayer anxiety. Yeah. So
0: I think hi, I've got the exact like illustration of your uh-huh. of your example. And uh-huh. this is I have I have I, again, I seem to have all of your anxieties as well. I think we all share <laughs> the same anxieties. Yeah. yeah so like yeah. I was playing um I was playing Valorant. And it was like, maybe my third match or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I got, I was in a position where I had the spike, the bomb and Mm -hmm. um, I ran to like the point and I went to plant and you have to plant by holding the four button, which is what the bomb is assigned to. And I'm Uh used to Counter-Strike where you get the bomb out and you hold the click button and it plants. So like I, one didn't know what the button was to bring the bomb out (laughs) and two didn't know you have to hold that same button to plant it why does that make sense like i can't fire my pistol with the one button like why am i planting my bomb with the four button but as i was trying to figure it out Over the comms, these random players I'm playing with, i just like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Plant the bomb. Plant the bomb. (laughs) I'm like, oh, fuck. And then like, what are you doing, dude? Stop throwing. And I'm like, I fucking don't know what the bomb button is. Like, why does this make, this doesn't make any sense. Why am I not doing it? And then like, I eventually figured it out. And then like, everyone was like, bro, are you new? Are you new? And I was like, yes, I'm new. (laughs) What the fuck is Ryan doing? Making (laughs) me plant with the four button
2: yeah i had this i had the same. i had the same thing happen to me when i was playing valorant beta it was like yeah it was like my third match and then uh, in csgo you 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 can hold e to plant the bomb so i was like pressing e and i was doing the thing that you did it's like oh maybe i'll have to whip it out and like all this other shit uh and then i was like yo but my clip was tight like i got like three kills i got like clicked on three heads and there's only one more player and they're like yo plant 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 i'm like ah (laughs) shit Um, (laughs) well now you
1: know I I wanna play Valorant, but I just I've not I don't have that counter strike background. I just don't feel like I'd be yeah. good at clicking heads. Yeah, you you'll um, you'll hate it. Yeah. Because not, <laughs> not
0: only do you need to be like super precise quicker and like Lucy's fine at doing that. Like she's played enough Overwatch and I've seen her play enough.
1: I've never touched a video yeah. game before in my life.
0: But the thing the, the thing about it is like it's literally split second and you're dead and then yeah, and then that. and then you I don't have and that. then you're done for the round, basically. You're out. <laughs> And yeah, um, hands up and like fuck yeah. man.
1: Although I will I will say I do have this going for me, and Tam knows this because he was there when I discovered this. So um, being back in the UK, I got a personal trainer because it's much cheaper than getting one in San Francisco. <laughs> like
2: for video games?
1: No, no, no. <laughs>
0: oh, oh the gym.
1: shit. Oh fuck. <laughs> the yeah, oh, Lucy,
0: okay, right. Lucy's hired uh, Shroud to teach her <laughs> oh, how to
2: Sorry, yeah. I, my head was uh, in like oh clicking heads, learning to play like Counter Strike style game. What, what? Oh, fine. Sorry. Right. No,
1: so I got a personal trainer, and today she sent me sort of like my food meal plan thing, mm-hmm. and I looked through the profile that she'd set up for me, and it said occupation gamer, <laughs> <laughs> oh.
3: and I was like.
1: I'm just going to go walk into the sea <laughs> because I remember saying that I was a video producer but I play a lot of games and yeah just like occupation gamer and then and then I looked at the the calorie intake <laughs> thing I was going through it with Tam and I was like this seems like pretty low and he was like you don't move a lot so this is probably on par with your yeah, exercise I, I was like, like yeah, that like,
0: I was like that's very low for a human being and then gamers only need 1200 calories yeah and then i was like oh this person has pegged you as a gamer and then is like all right not a lot of calories in calories out not not happening too much so
1: i was talking to dave about it and uh she put my activity level at like 1.2 and we were trying to figure out what that was (laughs) a scale (laughs) (laughs) of
0: they didn't give you a scale i think i think that's probably hours of movement
1: Uh, (laughs) in a day i don't know um, but it's good. I've been like a few times and I'm enjoying it. And now I have um, ex- uh, endless vegetables as a treat. <laughs> yeah. Sick. You can so. have as much
0: salad as you want. But the, like yeah. I was saying earlier, you're like, oh, yeah, I'll just eat loads of salad. But to make that salad actually palatable and and tasty on a regular basis, you have to put dressing on it. And then it's like you put yeah. a teaspoon of dressing. It's like that is 2000 calories. And you're like, oh, ah, fuck. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> M- Michael Haim, can you read the next uh user submitted Trust, trusty patch? From trusty patch, yeah. I forgot okay. I forgot the word male. So I just used the uh, user you know what? I think we're in living in a society where everyone should forget males. Uh go ahead. Men are trash. Uh, game spot after Dark Crew, uh, which
2: completed as opposed to live service or early access game, do you most want additional content for? Sekiro and Hades are two I hear talked about a lot, but what game has left you with the most unscratched itch? Ooh, gross! From trusty patch notes. I mean, Sekiro and Bloodborne. Yeah, <sighs> another, I, another, another, another expansion like uh, Old Hunters. Yeah, be sick.
0: Yeah, mm. I mean, I guess, I guess Bloodborne doesn't count because of Old Hunters. Um, so yeah, Sekiro. You still want more additional content. I want yeah, sick. Sekiro. Yeah. Give me that Tomoe DLC. Give it to us. Or let me, yeah, let me play as uh, another character in that in that world. Uh, I want
1: more content for her, huh? G- GTA 5. Oh, but it's yeah. mostly not even because I'm like, I I, I enjoy my time with GTA 5, But it's the fact that they talked so long about a single player. Th- Thing, and then nothing ever happened. That I'm yeah. like, what was planned it's, there? And
2: then it basically turned into a live service game.
1: And then it turned into, I think, the most popular game of all time, or like one of the highest grossing games of all time. So,
0: Mass Effect what Andromeda, where is that fucking quarry and arc?
1: Was that and arc in a book? That's yeah, where it yeah. is.
2: What uh, do I want more additional content for? Man, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I feel, I feel dude, like I'm good. Like all the games I play are like, are like I'm boo off that. Like that shit, that shit was nice. Like, uh, Persona 5 Royal, like, fucking delivered, yo. Like, Mm. oh, I want more Persona 5. I want it for so long. And then Royal's like, how about this? And I said, fucking hell yeah, 10 out of 10. Um, Literally, that's what I did. And uh, so, like, maybe I would like to see something more from Strikers. That would be sick, because P5 Strikers is
0: fucking dope. Um, Yakuza doesn't have a lot of expansion stuff like is it yakuza if you, also if to, has
2: seven full-ass yeah, but like, games like i it.
0: would if they were like we're releasing an extra Majima chapter for yakuza 0 i'd be oh, like yeah yeah
2: let's yeah, go yeah i would i would like that um shit i feel like uh yakuza like a dragon has there's so much content in that game though but mm-hmm. there's so many more branches and obviously they're gonna do a follow-up to that game it's i'm like 99 percent sure that like a dragon 2 or whatever the hell it's called is coming but like Man, there's so many good characters, so many good side stories that you can in addition to what's already there for Yakuza like a Dragon. I would love to see that. I would love to have party members from the old Yakuza games helping Ichiban, which maybe that, that might be the sequel. So, who knows? I might get my wish. Um Yeah, get Sonic the Hedgehog oh yeah. in there. Hell yeah.
0: Um That could be a job like a job class. Yeah, Hedgehog.
2: Yeah.
0: The job should be you are in a Sonic suit in the Olympics. Yeah, Olympic that, Sonic. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Love to see that. Um, <sighs> yeah. I'll read the next question coming from Daniel Moreno, who says, Is there a specific piece of game journalism that influences your style, sensibilities, or maybe has been in the back of your mind for years? Bonus points for links in the description.
3: Ooh. Specific pieces?
0: Uh, I have
2: thought a lot about this one and like, oh, man. Maybe I don't read. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I think I, I think more about more about people than I do mm-hmm. about specific pieces of content. I guess yeah. I don't know.
0: Um, yeah, like it, my shit's it, fire though. Yeah, it's fire. Hundred percent. Like that's the thing. I like should... you, you don't. I don't think influence. I guess it does count as influences. But like the the sure, yeah. era, like it's like you know, we we grew up reading GameSpot, Giant Bomb. Like watching Uh, game trailers, watching, mm -hmm. uh, you know, one up with that kind of stuff. So a lot of the not style, but a lot of like my understanding of how to create content in this field is like based on those, but ultimately you want to put your own style on it. And I remember a a long time ago being like, I very consciously being like, okay, I need to stop trying to ape other people's style and try and create Mm -hmm. my own style and i'm still trying but you know that's kind of the goal i don't know if i'll ever do that before i'm done but um you want to try and leave a mark in your own way yeah uh i think i think that's
2: that's also the case for me is that like i read people's stuff and be like damn i want to get on your level but kind of on my own terms like i have my own lane and i think i figured out that i just need to get I want to, and need to get better at how I do my own style. Cause like I write in a very, I write a lot of, like, if you look at a lot of my reviews, it's more focused on the emotional aspect of the experience. Mm. And like, that's my thing that that's, that's, I've realized like, Oh, this is how I do it. So I'm going to try and be a better version of myself. Um, And like, I'll pick up different words or kinds of ways to phrase things from things that I read, but I'm not. I've quickly learned that, like, oh, I'm not gonna try to be like this person, because um, that's hard to do. Like, mm-hmm. to do like in your own style, but also that's just not. I don't. That's just not how you professionally develop. Uh, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, I I get ideas from people or like ways to think about things from other people. Like, uh, folks. Like, I think Austin Walker is extremely influential for me. Um, and I've learned a lot of things from the people that I follow in terms of uh, like what is what does progressivism look like what things are actually problematic versus like and why certain things are problematic and whatever games or stories about that and then like i build off of that and then i can express those kinds of ideas and feelings but in my own style so Mm. i don't know um but uh speaking of austin uh, i think like the one of my favorite things he i wrote or he wrote was his kentucky route zero review uh, Mm -hmm. on for vice Uh, i think that shit was fire and i'm like yo you get on that level what about you lucy Uh, but yeah
1: i think i think it's similar to what michael just said there it's like you kind of get inspired by people and pieces over time but in in a way that you can't really pin down because you don't really want to completely take someone's Mm. style and ape it yourself but i think people whose writing has always been i think over time just exceptional and something that i like every time i read something that christian donlan has written mm. from Eurogamer, like he is an incredible writer and his his writing not only is he one of the nicest people i've ever met but he his writing is kind of like a warm hug yeah oh. in a way like some of the reviews that he writes like he just comes at things from such a compassionate um viewpoint and i think that's one of the a big thing to learn about working in video games is that like they are games themselves it's like it's a miracle that any of them get made but a lot of them are passion projects of people and so i think coming at things from that angle is a big thing that i try and do and i definitely learned that from from donlin um but also i think there's just like pieces that over the years have stuck out that i re- I remember enjoying sessler's review of bioshock infinite um at the time i don't know why that one kind of always springs back to mind for me Mm -hmm. but then there's like stuff that tam's done over the years or just like Mm -hmm. anything like stuff that michael's done over the years and like just things that you know that your friends and colleagues have written or Mm -hmm. worked on and you're like damn that's that's pretty cool yeah
0: that's a big part of it as well like doing being in this where we are like we have a growth trajectory um and we also have, like, our, our responsibilities can change and we're asked to do different things. And the good thing about being where we are is we're surrounded by people who are amazing at w- what they do. So, like, I I wasn't I didn't do video until I came to games, but Well, I didn't do video well until I game, came to Gamespot or VO or that kind of stuff. And that, that process was learning from Lucy, for example, who, like, sat me down. And remember when we did, like, VO sessions and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, and then we did, like... The same for video appearances and that kind of stuff, like and a lot of that is like collaboration with people, and it's not like it's not influencing it's just know, it's use, knowing that they have something that you can learn from and identifying that you can learn something from them and then just paying as much attention as you can to them because of that like I don't want to ape Haim's style and I won't let his style influence me, but I can identify the fact that I love it when he writes from the heart. And he's like Mm -hmm. writing about emotion, that kind of stuff. And I can be like, that's something I should try and do myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'll be like, and there are times where I know that I want to like, for example, let's take this hypothetical situation where if I know I want to speak to something emotional in a game, I'll usually have some kind of, you know, point of reference for that. And that might be, oh, I want. I want to speak emotionally about this so i'll go and read hyam's persona review or something like that right and yeah, that'll yeah. be like getting the right mindset of it mm-hmm. and and i'm not like aping the inf- style or like drawing direct influence i'm just getting in the right mindset for it
2: yeah that's mm-hmm. that that's exactly what i do yeah. too um yeah yeah and there's like pe- yeah people you just look to to uh, kind of just get that extra juice you know, what I'm saying mm. it's like the same thing when you uh, when like when we're in the office and I asked like Callie or something to be like, oh, I'm trying to say this thing. But like, do you have like, what's a good word or phrase? Like, what do you think of this? Mm. It's kind of it's kind of it's kind of like that, too.
0: We um, yeah, don't do that anymore.
2: I think also. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, I wanna give a shout out to Natalie Flores, like I always do. That's my homegirl. Uh, mm. I think that we have similar, like in terms of writing like emotionally about the things we experience. I think that we have a very similar mindset in terms of what we value in our games and how we express it. So when I when like anything that she writes, I'm like, that's that that's that's that shit that I do like. Mm. Uh so uh, it's kind of cool to find someone that you kind of identify with that is on the same wavelength as you. And mm. I think she's definitely uh, so shouts out the fanboy, you know, the vibes. Um Uh, but yeah
0: so the 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 other thing that i like if you want advice or like try and think about what you're doing and your kind of objective and find ways to achieve that in non so like the way i think about it is i whenever i write a review or a feature or or a news story whatever i'm trying to tell a story Mm -hmm. and i don't necessarily read game writing to get better at that only. I will read comic books and I'll read fictional novels and I will watch YouTube videos to be like, how is this person telling a story? And that is massively important. Like don't focus down on just journalism, game journalism, game content, because you can learn how to tell a story by experiencing a story yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's like when it comes to writing previews or reviews, that's mainly how I approach them. Tell a story, don't just review a product yeah okay uh, I think we're gonna leave it there cool it's yeah, been I... it, we're coming up to an hour and a half now I think yeah. we've had good times we've had bad times they've been emotional oh, bad times I wanna clap them cheeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was, that was, that was, that was, that was bad that was terrible yeah, yeah. don't ever say I'm that again sad. Um, <laughs> sad but we had those times together yes we did Chaim um, what have you Yo. been up to and where can people find you I have been on
2: vacation. I've been in the BX all day. Ah, ah, ah. You ah. know the vibes. Uh, so um, you can catch me on 167th, uh, the stop at 167th, mm-hmm. uh, eating uh, Jamaican beef patties and mango mm-hmm. and going to Yankees games. But I am back in full swing. I have a lot of shit going on, actually. So some Final Fantasy 14 stuff, as always. Um, motherfucking um, near reincarnation. I'm going to do some things around that. I'm actually going to a preview event, a virtual preview event right this minute for something I can't talk about quite yet, but you will see some coverage of it next week. And it's in the same realm as you know, my bullshit. So all y'all weebs get excited. Uh, yeah. And I'll have the, I'll, I'll be doing some of that. And, um, and for next month with regards to play for all and a certain industry event, there are some exciting things lined up that I'm going to partake in. So uh, mm. keep your eyes
0: peeled. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's exciting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Lucy, what have you been up to? Where uh, can people find you?
1: I've been uh, doing a lot of stuff for Play For All, E3, uh, a lot of booking for some cool guests. Uh, we're doing our charity thing again. So Tam and I have been working together, getting folks in to help us raise money for Able Gamers. Um, more details and lineup coming very soon. Other than that, I'm on Twitter at Lucy James Games and I'm on I Love You XOXO on Tuesday. Talk about Disco Discourse Elysium.
2: Discourse Elysium. There it there is. There it is. You
1: said
0: oh, you were going
2: to and, get and, it. And, 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 and you can find me in All About Bullshit at Michael P. Heim on Twitter.
0: <laughs> yeah. The P stands for. It, it,
2: oh my I, God. <laughs> the, D- <laughs>
0: that was for Jean Luc to cut out. <laughs> 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 just keeping him on his toes. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, I'm on Twitter at Tomoh H. Uh, just talking about nonsense there. Um, the P stands for
2: Pinot. <laughs> <laughs> it was close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um, uh, yeah. I am streaming on Twitch at Tomoh H. Twitch.tv for slash more. Just playing games, you know. Just oh, doing that man. stuff, trying to get a side hustle going, become big enough that I can. Say that. Just leave, leave and become a streamer full time. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I'm trying to be the discount Hassan Arby here. Um, here. <laughs> Uh, hey you
2: all should check out you you was talking with him too right did yeah, you plug I that the, last time was on
0: his was on his I, on his, I, I didn't plug that uh, oh, yeah it was on the that. Hassan Piker's stream Hassan's great I love I love his stuff yes. I'm, I'm obsessed with him so not obsessed with him I'm obsessed with his content oh, yeah. About I mean him. like right. yeah. I would be obsessed with him uh, I would, I would admit it if I was. Like my, man, <laughs> no, my, yeah, man, my man, get line, bro. A specimen. My man's a specimen, <laughs> but like his his efforts to kind of yeah. educate or what I'm into. Um, yeah, but I'm streaming and playing games, um, and then I'm doing stuff. Yeah, we're, we're arranging play for all. We're sorting out the E3 um, content stuff. A beyond that, I honestly cannot tell you what I'm doing. Um, that's pretty much it. And yeah. you can find me on Twitter, uh, etc. I already said that. Anyways, see you next week. Thank you for tuning May. in. Stay safe, stay happy, drink lots of water, get lots of sleep. Goodbye. Peace.